Hi, everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and I am just a no-nonsense detective who instantly solves crime. I'm Pippin McDonald, and now that we're all gathered here, we can finally talk about this murder. <laughs> murder. 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 Wait, that's a way more interesting movie that we're pitching, like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us did it? Yeah! Here's the problem. Oh. I would just be like, it was me, guys. <laughs> and then you'd have to figure out, am I telling the truth? I'm hiding the bloody knife behind my back. Exactly. It was Pippin the entire time. Uh, Or basically the the murder mystery equivalent of that scene from Parks and Rec. (laughs) Okay, guys. Who broke it? Who broke the coffee pop? (laughs) Moving on. Uh, I'm Alex. And uh, you know what really helps in uh, making murder mysteries? Building a golf course. It's true. I'm going to have opinions about that later. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I have opinions about it, too, but you and I can argue about that. Uh, that's okay, because uh, I'm Kat, and when I'm having trouble uh, writing a murder mystery, I go ask a man. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hold a seance. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, reason- I'm the reasonable voice of reason. <laughs> Listen to me at all times. And BT dubs, I fucking, fucking hate my, my own character. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that, at least that part's historically accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I think the one historical accurate piece in this uh, movie, which actually I'll get to it later, because today we are talking about the 2018 movie, Agatha and the Truth of Murder. Murder! murder. Like every time. Murder! murder. Dun, dun. Duh. We're we're not gonna we're gonna have to try to avoid the word murder because every time murder. I'm just gonna shout murder and it's gonna murder. get really distracting really fast. If you've never watched Agatha and the Truth of Murder, murder. You're, you're like most uh, you're like most every other person. Yeah. <laughs> the summary, according to Google, is. In 1926, her writing in crisis and her personal life in tatters, a young Agatha Christie decides to solve a real life murder. When the goddaughter and namesake of Florence Nightingale is found murdered, he waited for There we go. Uh, on a train with horrific head injuries, the victim's partner of 26 years appeals to Agatha to help solve the case. I'm on the case. Uh- <laughs> and now that we've covered that, I'll say the one historically accurate piece in this, aside from Arthur Conan Doyle being a weirdo who hated Sherlock Holmes as a character, uh, was the bit in the movie where Agatha Christie in disguise goes and asks somebody about Agatha Christie's uh, <laughs> writing, because that is a thing that an author would totally do as a form of ego check. <laughs> Peak author. Yeah, well, that's well, fair. they didn't have Google back then. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's it's a thing that authors do. They'll just go and and check and see. Uh, See if people have heard of them. <laughs> I shouldn't look at my reviews, but but also, but also, what did they say about me? <laughs> I do look at my reviews because I am a sadist. I, I don't really like. I 
I recognize that people have weird feelings about stuff. Like, I don't... Yeah. I also, like, do rejectomancy on my own uh, uh, story rejections. I don't have a big deal about it. Yeah. Also, brand new. I think you meant masochist. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe I am a sadist. You don't know. You don't know, Alex! <laughs> I'll... I'll, uh, I'll bring negative <laughs> reviews to authors and show it to them and <laughs> smile. I I appreciate how much we learned uh, about a lot of people in like five seconds worth of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good job, everyone. Good uh, job. <laughs> I also have some opinions about writers in this story. Mm. Um, mm. But well, do we want to talk about the story? The story. I mean, do you want me, do you want me to give the quick one or my internet's kind of lousy? So possibly somebody else needs to do it. They can go for it while it's still good. Let's give it a shot. Uh, (laughs) this, (laughs) the story is, uh, (laughs) wow. Six years ago in 1920, as is clearly established on the front of some uh, of the murder victim's diary that we look at for way too long. God, this movie. Oh, wait, wait. Also, the reason why we're covering this movie is because it's Christmas time and we have to do Moss Chris. Moss Chris! It's Agatha Christie. (laughs) Anyway, go on. The meta, the, the big overall meta story is that in the real world, Agatha Christie went missing for 11 days. And then, um, while her marriage was busy being like a little explodey, uh, and then, uh, she just popped back up again and they're all like, what happened to you? She's like, oh, uh, amnesia. And they're like, what? That's not how any of this works. She's like, you calling me a liar? <laughs> <laughs> and we genuinely have no idea what happened in those 11 days except Wink. to her. <laughs> so that's actually quite a fun idea of like, well, what was she doing? And it seems entirely fucking plausible that she decided to be a murder mystery writer and go see if it was possible to go missing for 11 days. <laughs> Which the answer was fucking yeah. Apparently yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like good for fucking her. Uh, like, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> go missing for 11 days or in other words, put on a wig and check into a fancy hotel and, and get room service. What? Right? <laughs> uh, I want to have a me day. I want to have a good me week because I deserve it. Like, honestly. A me, a me fortnight. That's probably what happened. But whatever. This movie wants to be like, well, what if she decided to, uh, uh. Fuck off to the countryside. Her, <laughs> just to try to help solve a murder, um, and then accidentally went missing for 11 days. I'm like, that's less fun. But okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, people thought I'm, oh no. Okay, Kat, um, real talk. Yeah. Do you think your average writer, any writer, no matter how famous, would not be a complete ball of anxiety at the thought of trying to solve a real world murder? <laughs> Honestly, like the only, we, t- to be fair, to be fair, we do have evidence that some dick did it. And that's because that dick was Arthur Conan Doyle. Somebody came up to him and said, here's all the articles for this murder case. Who do you think did it? And he's like, uh, okay, based on all this and based on my, you know, deduction, uh, it's that guy. And then, ooh, it turned out to be that guy. <laughs> so we do have evidence that that was a thing that apparently happened at least once to a golden age detective mystery author. The, wow. The really, Fucking dudes. Well, the, right? The really, uh, isn't the entire basis of our legal system uh, giving a bunch of, of evidence to laymen and then going, 
what do you got? I think happened. And like, like we, like, by the way, we think it was that guy. Possibly. <laughs> but we tend to do it not just on the basis of one person, but on an aggregate, aggregate of say 12 angry men. <laughs> so <laughs> 12 angry people. Yeah. Yeah. At the time though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, actually, I don't know whether, whether at the, t- oh, anyway, leaving uh, aside the history of the legal system, courts in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> So in this, uh, Agatha Christie's life is busy imploding. Uh, she's early in her career. Uh, she's getting pissed off that her readers are noticing that the least likely suspect is always the one what done it. Um, <laughs> and she's seek, trying to seek help. Meanwhile, uh, her husband, not even hiding the fact that he's like had an affair and they're looking for a divorce. <laughs> and in the middle of all this, a, a, a nurse pops up and says, uh, BT dubs. It's been six years, and I've suddenly decided that today is a good day to ask you to help me solve this murder. Murder. Of, of murder. my quote-unquote friend. Uh, which then leads us to discover that, yes, within the first five minutes of this murder of this movie, we did, in fact, have killing our gays. Because, you know, why, why, why not? Why not just kill off our gays immediately? I mean, uh, I mean it's efficient. Yeah. <laughs> if it's you're going to do it. It was a good murder. I'll give it this. It was a good murder. I liked the song. Mm. Yeah, the the song was cute. Um it provided a clue to the to the audience, um which was nice. Um I always like that when there are things for people to put together. But That's, uh, that 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 is mm. one of my pet peeves in kind of mystery stories and all that when mm. the storyteller purposely withholds information from the audience. Yeah, fuck that. Mm. Yeah. It's like yeah, sure. Present the information maybe as like the detective discovers it. Sure. If you want to kind of place things like close to the chest, but like, it's kind of like a cheap move. Like, aha, but there was this piece of evidence that you, the reader, didn't know about. <laughs> and it's like, well, thanks. Oh, it's not actually being clever. It's, you know, it's one thing if you get given all the pieces and then because you're not the super cool detective, you know, you don't. Uh, uh, put them in the right order. But then when you do see them in the right order, you're like, oh shit, that's super cool. Yeah. But if you're like, missing a piece entirely, you never had a chance. It's okay, a bullshit well, cheat. Yeah. What a quick question. What about the, uh, the detective of, uh, see something and writes a quick letter, letter, you know, it's only described as writing a quick letter and passes off, off to a constable and it then, and, and returns back. I can, the constable's like, Here's the response. And like, and like, I now have all the clues I need. What about that? Presumably, the audience also saw what the detective saw. Yeah. And all the letter is, is just a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So if the detective sees something that the audience did not see, hmm. then that's bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you get to be like, oh shit. Like, And presumably, you know who he's writing to. Not immediately but you know within the cast of characters who it could be you know mm, i would mm. hope yeah mm. yeah like so he's not just going to randomly write to the fucking queen if the queen has not been a character up to this point well if it's england isn't the queen always a character oh that's True. such a good point, such a good point. <laughs> i wrote thank to you the lord queen davies imme- i wrote to the queen immediately you, you, you can write to the queen and she answers okay oh, no I, I okay i i sent it to the office of the Chamberlain. Are you happy? Yes. The office of the Chamberlain on Queen Street. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's 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 the guy who runs the door. It's okay. 
<laughs> he knows me. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, uh, it was a good murder. Um, but six years later, uh, conveniently, uh, the victim's, uh, uh, life partner. partner yeah. yeah. I was about to say girlfriend, but that's a bit weak for somebody you've been with for 26 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, essentially wife pops up and says, Hey, uh, now's a really good time for me to bother you to solve this mystery. And then, because there's fuck all going on in Agatha Christie's life, she's like, okay, and does it. And she's like, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. Uh, don't worry about me. But evidently, she forgets to tell anybody that. Mm-hmm. And that's when she the 11 her dead- kid. Her kid who was actively not paying attention. Do you think I would tell my eight-year-old- Actually, I would tell I would tell my eight-year-old. She'd be pretty <laughs> good about it. She'd be like, where'd my, where'd your mother go? She's like, well, she took the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the 845, as I recall. Um, <laughs> so yeah. she, uh, so yeah, she, she gets a, an, uh, a disguise and she tests it out with the male clerk who, who recognizes her generally. And she sets up a stupid fucking country house mystery, uh, where she invites all of the suspects of the, uh, th- that the wife honestly had already figured out. The wife did a shitload of detective work before Agatha Christie showed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It, it was to- already. She could have just gone to the cops at that point, <laughs> right? And then, like, she cleans the house and she makes all the food. I'm like, what exactly did Agatha Christie do in this fucking story? Uh, Got all aristocratic about it. Apparently, uh, not aristocratic. Put on wealthy. She, she yeah. put on some glasses and pretended to be a lawyer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. assistant. <laughs> a clerk. Yeah. Anyway, so she, yeah, she gathers all the suspects in a house and then, uh, says that, uh, they're all there because they, uh, are in line for a mysterious inheritance. I'm not really sure what her fucking game plan was. Like, she's gonna figure out who did the murder based on that and then do what? Call in the cops and be like, haha! Like, there's no plan. It's just it a setup. Which, to me, frankly, it's, it's maybe that's why she was having trouble with her writing. Ooh! Um, you know, here's the thing. Out of the various things in this movie, this was the aspect that I actually kind of liked in a weird way. Because mm. a mystery author is not like somebody who's well-seasoned at, like, <laughs> private investigation or solving actual murders. Like, there's a lot Murder. of... Li- <laughs> There's, like, a lot of logistical BS that you have to deal with. Yeah. And, like, having the cops on speed dial aware that you're setting this up might have been a good idea going in. What? Just saying. Yeah. What? And, and especially since, shocker, shocker, somebody dies. What? What? And, what? And also, like, at no point does anyone mention that she's now, you know, an accessory to this. Very good fucking point. Oops. Very true. <laughs> anyway, so somebody dies during the course of this very inept uh, attempt at, uh, at at discovering a murder. Murder. And then the real fucking cops show up, and my favorite character in this entire goddamn movie, played by a very classic- The only British, good character. The very yep. classic British ca- actor, and I don't remember, like, who he is in real life, but he's got one of those deep, like, northern <laughs> voices that I'm just, like, melting about. Yep. Uh, no, he was my he- favorite. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, y'all are dumb. I don't want to be here. And there's a mystery writer who's missing. And Agatha Christie's in the corner going, shit. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> and, and he's like, and so I would arrest all of you, but I don't have the manpower. So uh, go in your fucking rooms and we'll just wait. Which honestly, I'm just like, 
Look at you being all confident. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> really elevating this, uh, um, this movie above, uh, above its, uh, general shittiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the thing I appreciated, uh, I think I hinted at this with my opener was within like an hour, the detective sees through her disguise mm-hmm. and is like, well, yeah, of course this guy got killed by this person, uh, his, his daughter. Duh. Duh. Like, <laughs> she duh. was in like, the room with him. She was the only one in the room with him. Like, who she could have killed motive. him? She had motive. She had opportunity. There was literally no one else it could have been. So, like, ooh, one for me and zero for you, Miss <laughs> Mystery Writer Lady. By the way, your disguise is not that good. You only put on glasses. Did you think that that would fool anyone? And she's like, I thought it would, as a matter of fact. It fooled the mail clerk. By the way, I'm convinced that that mail clerk saw through her disguise. Oh, yeah. I was just being polite about it. Of course. Because he's like, not as good as Stevenson, but better than Conan Doyle. (laughs) Wink. Like, okay. Here's the other thing. If there's a a writer around, they've already been doing weird fucking shit trying to figure out, like, <laughs> stuff for their books. I mean, yeah. bringing up my once again favorite, Dorothy Sayers, like, the entire introduction of Harriet Vane as a character in that entire series is the fact that she wandered around buying poison in London under false names <laughs> to see if she could. <laughs> and then and they're like, writers. And then there was a there's an entire inquest about it. <laughs> yeah, like and they're like, and then your boyfriend who wouldn't marry you got poisoned and died. And she's like, Yes. And they're like, and you didn't do it? And she's like, does not look good, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I can see why you think I did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is one of those things is like, if there's a mystery writer in town, of course they're doing fucking shit like this. And we do see that reflected in the, um, she gets, uh, some advice from Conan Doyle, uh, because naturally, like, almost her first line in the entire fucking movie is like, please help me write to, like, the dude. It's like, okay. Mm. Um, Such bullshit. And he's like, here's my advice. Don't tell anyone ever. And I'm like, first of all, that's not like a writer at all. <laughs> They're like, I have a great idea. Let me tell everyone. Is uh, he designed a golf course and it helped him break his his uh, whatever? And so she thinks she's going to do that, and she, which never fucking comes up again after she designs one. Like, yeah, I, yeah, okay. Anyway, so she goes to a a golf course designer. Cat, cat. I would like to point out, yeah, that you're supposed to be giving the summary of the movie, and you've skipped back to the beginning. First of all. <laughs> First of all, I too am a writer. So I would like to get us back to uh, okay, the fine. murder. Fine, that all right. Happened. Which murder? Which one? The the one that happened in the middle. Or actually, we're just past that. The cop figures out. All right, fine. The cop figures yeah. out that like who did it because it was really fucking obvious, and he figures out that Agatha Christie's right there, and he's like, "Why shouldn't I report you missing immediately? Like you're right here, and you're wasting everybody's time." She's like, okay, but there's also this other murder. He's like, Well, at first he was like, I really don't give a shit about that. But then they have a heart to heart about, you know, being obsessed about some things and all that. And it's like, ah, this is actually a good character moment. Good job, movie. Good good job. 
Yeah. Also, it was a, a good bit of insight into her own process obsession, yeah. which possibly, theoretically, is the outcome of her planning out a golf course, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. And so they're like, okay, we're going to do a – for some reason, the cop's like, well, your methods have been stupid up to this point, but – Fuck it. We might as well do a classic murder mystery uh, entrapment. We're already here. <laughs> yeah. We are, we're already here. There's a parlor right there. <laughs> and you've been wrong every other time up to this point. But this time you're certain you know who did it. Though, okay. process of elimination. Yeah. True. Process of elimination. She was like, there was only so many at this point. True. Anyway, so, Yeah. She confronts some people, and then the people are like, yep, we did it. And then she try- she almost gets murdered, and then the cop and uh, some more witnesses pop in from the next door, and then we heard everything. Like, why did you do it? Because a nurse was doing her job. And I don't Yeah, it was kind of a dick move. I mean, it, w- it wasn't particularly – like, whatever, though. Sometimes murder reasons are weird. But if it's in a movie, you'd wish it were better. I know. True. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, in a quite nice moment, I thought, you know, they're like, what do you have? You have zero evidence for a murder that happened six years ago. And you just have like your own lying ears. <laughs> uh, Who are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? Um, and then they're like, okay, fine. We can't prove the six year old body, but we can, uh, maybe frame you for the murder of this dude that happened, who was a, 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 beating his daughter and and she killed him in self-defense uh during this very uh house party but you know it'd be much cleaner than her going to court is if we blame you yeah. and then every other member of the household steps forward he's like yeah i saw you do it i heard you do it you left a note over here we all saw it <laughs> seems legit <laughs> and the detective's like you know what i don't get paid enough to really care about this now this is about as tidy as it's going to get. <laughs> Although you'd think, you would think that a <laughs> confession in front of a detective right? would be well, suitable and- evidence. Well, not just that, but also there was like assault. Yeah. Yeah, the attempted yeah. murder of Agatha Christie, who, as we have established during the course of this film, the army is out to find her. They have planes. <laughs> Five thousand police. Sir Conan Doyle had a seance using one of her <laughs> gloves. You remember the sensible man who thought everybody was stupid in the beginning of the film had uh. a seance. I mean, let's be real. All men will give up their principles at the slightest provocation. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay, then you know one plus man who will agree with you. <laughs> let's let's steer away from the casual misandry and uh, we'll. Uh... <laughs> it's not casual. casual She's a misandry, Please, I'm a professional. <laughs> oh my god! And by Jove, uh, the the murder is solved. Uh, she appears again. She uh, she again takes the advice of a dude and uh, and and just keeps it simple and it's like apparently it was a dude's idea to say that she had amnesia and and then uh she pops back home and by golly she's uh uh uh, she's got her mojo back and she proceeds to write murder on the orient express um which if you know anything about the murder in the orient express is essentially what happened in this story 
but subtly changed. Murder on the Orient Express was also written much, much later. Yeah. Like during her second marriage. Huh. <laughs> Whoops. You know, that's something uh, I think if we do another Moss Chris with Agatha Christie, we can do Mur- uh, Murder on the Orient Express instead. Murder on the Orient Express was genuinely like a fascinating... It's a fascinating version of the parlor thing because they're all stuck on the fucking train. The detective was not intending to be there. <laughs> He's like, well, I gotta solve this because otherwise <clears throat> yeah, I'm fucking next. I don't know. There's literally a murderer here. Yeah. Uh, there's a murderer here. I'm bored. I don't want to be sharing a cabin with a murderer. So, you know, self-interest. I admit it. But then, shocker. Bum, bum, bum. Who killed the person? Who didn't kill the person? Huh. Uh, Which is, you know, that's quite a nice little reveal that I've ruined for everyone. Hooray! Yeah, fun fact. I've never read or watched any version of Murder on the Orient Express. Cool. Then I'm just going to stop talking about that. Uh, So, thank you for that. That's okay. I haven't spoiled anything. You're fine. You just said they all killed them. No, I didn't. You can't prove that. So. <laughs> We're literally recorded it. Anyway. <laughs> Who are you going to trust? Me? Or, or your lion ears? <laughs> who, who, uh, Pip, who are you going to trust? Cat? Or Cat from um, 30 seconds ago? Ooh, point. they're both full of bullshit. <laughs> All right, so here's the things I like about this story. That's, by the way, that's the end of the story. That's the end of the fucking book. Oh, cool. Like, that's it. Here's things I like. I do appreciate that clearly a writer, i.e. the screenwriter, was involved in what is the creative process like. A bunch bunch of of bullshit. bullshit. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Um, Completely, truly, sometimes it is useful to move your creative mind toward creating something different. It's just, like, that's where the whole designing a golf course thing comes in. Like, that actually is genuinely useful. Um, sorry. Uh, that's why sometimes I will start creating three-panel comics. It's different. That being said, it was clearly a screenwriter who was doing this. Because she's busy fumbling around with note cards, which is how, which is one of the popular ways for screenwriters to figure out the beats. <laughs> Uh, point of order. Yeah. Novelists do this too. Mom used to do that. <gasps> point of order. How dare you? She I mess also- around with note cards. Damn it. I also did it for my thesis. Well, fucking fine. I still. Point of order. Note cards are handy because they can help line out scenes. Point of order. Scrivener I... has whole fake uh, note cards. Scrivener. Point of order. Uh, any tool you use to help with your writing. As a, it's a writer's it's, tool. Yeah. yeah. Point of order. I just really like making points of order. Yeah. <laughs> point point of, of order. I'm not sure I'm using point of order right. Point of, point order, of order. Point of order. Fucking fine, you guys. Fucking fine. <laughs> All right. Then fine. I'll be annoyed about the other thing, which is that at every step of the way, uh, she either asks for the help of a dude or uh, is influenced by a dude. Yeah. Uh, I... I Took very poor notes uh, while I was watching the movie because I was also trying to do real work at the same time. What? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have in the middle of my notes, one, don't go to dudes for advice. Two, don't go to writers for advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Equally true. What do you do, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? Well, first I do a golf round. And then I talk to the dead. And then I say, fuck all you readers, I never wanted your money anyway. And then I, I'm just a poor man's Bill Nighy. 
<laughs> wow. Oh, hey, speaking of actors uh, uh, who did a fairly good turn, and it's always pleasant to see them again, uh, Lord Percy Percy uh, played... What's that, Lord Percy Percy? Yeah, dude, Percy Percy was in there. Um, he <sighs> plays uh, the the brother-in-law, as it were, of the nurse. Oh, my gosh. That's and Percy for Percy. those listening at home, who is Lord Percy Percy? Lord Percy Percy was uh, uh, is some fucking actor, uh, but he played Lord Percy Percy in Black Adder. Uh, playing the goofball, at least in the first three series, the goofball idiot, uh, companion sidekick, to, yeah. yeah, sidekick to, uh, Lord Blackadder. Uh, in the fourth series, we start seeing where he's, uh, starting to evolve to apparently the character actor he intends to be for the rest of his life, which is, uh, snidely evil. Snidely upper class evil. Tim McInerney. There it is. <laughs> I quite, I'm quite fond of him. He does a good job. He's got great timing because he, he did comic work. Uh, in the beginning. So he's got great comic timing and and so on. Are you uh, saying comic timing can transfer to dramatic timing? What? Weird. Sounds fake. But yeah, so I'm quite fond of him. Um, and so it's always pleasant to see him pop up in various stories. Um, I am also uh, I, I'm also weirdly pleased that they used period accurate homophobic slurs. Like I, I could wish that they weren't in there, but they were period accurate. So that's quite impressive. Good for Ray. them. <laughs> what? We are unsure whether or not to celebrate this. I know. It's like, uh, well, at least they weren't using like modern homophobic slurs. That would have just been yeah. gratuitous. Oh, and in the end, uh, he did extend an olive branch to his dead relative's, uh, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. because they had been disliking each other this entire time, I think mostly because they thought the other one didn't like them. <laughs> yeah, I think that there was an expectation of homophobia on both sides. <laughs> but uh, you know, that, that just seems kind of, kind kind of just peak British somehow. To be, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was nice that he did, he didn't like, he didn't not like her because, uh, of Zosibianism. But because he just didn't like her as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he thought refreshing. that she was a controlling bitch. It's totally different. Yeah. Fair, uh, actually. Yeah. We don't know how that, we uh, don't know how that relationship played out in real life. We don't. It's, it's true. And, yeah. you know, it, part of me thought like that's a way more interesting story over there. Yeah. It's too bad we didn't get to see that one. It's too bad we didn't get to see, like, the nurse coming into her own and starting her own private detective agency. Because, god damn, she came up with all the suspects. She came up with all the evidence. She searched everybody's bags. She apparently can act much better than Agatha fucking Christie and hide her away as a, uh, uh, what's a it maid. called? A maid instead of a nurse. I mean, and frankly, if she disappeared for 11 days, they wouldn't have the cops after her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> it, uh... it did tie into... An attempt at one of the themes of obsession. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I do think that's where the... Also, okay. So yes, that's where Conan Doyle's golf thing came in. And I think that could have been a really interesting discussion of of the way their marriage wasn't working. Uh, the Christie's marriage. Because honestly, like, that was fascinating. You know, you don't often get to see that kind of, you know, power differential. I don't know. It would have been really interesting to explore that further. There are many things in this movie. 
that would have been way more interesting. Uh. <laughs> Basically, the the problem with this movie is that its main character was the most boring person. Yeah. Right? And how do you do that with Agatha fucking Christie? Right? Ugh. Maybe it's because, here's the thing, it, she is a real person. Maybe there's only so interesting you could get. And that's, of course, why you shouldn't use a real fucking person. You know, have a golden age detective author who is missing for 11 days named, uh... Schmagatha. <laughs> Schmagatha Thirsty. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and we'll all know who it fucking is. But yeah. then you can get around, like, the Agatha Christie estate does not agree or approve <laughs> of any of this. That was... Of the following that was story. my favorite part. That really was... That was hilarious. We didn't get any kind of permission. <laughs> we got no permission, and in fact, they actively told us that we were ruining and selling the name of uh, their beloved uh, ancestress. <laughs> but we decide we needed quick money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we attached at the end of the credits their rather scathing remarks at us. <laughs> <laughs> For $1.25, you can write into us, and we will send you a photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to- For your own collection. And if you have your own- Oh, oh no. A remark about how we shouldn't uh, shouldn't have used Uzag for Krista. He, he can attach them to the credits as a for an extra fee. <laughs> we are desperately looking for any kind of money out of this project, and so we will take all of your abuse in return for five pounds fifty. <laughs> <laughs> we we shouldn't have rented so many uh, British big houses. <laughs> Whoops. Oh. Like, yeah, literally almost, you know who else was boring and shouldn't have been? Mm. The actual murderers. Yeah. Right? Mm. Everybody else was more interesting. Uh, the, the uh, abusive, uh, uh, the, the, the abu- what did the girl do to get disbarred from nursing? Wait, uh, well, one, that's a fascinating question. I do want to know more about that and her relationship with, uh, Mr. Uh, Hanaki. Hanaki. Uh, Hib- I wrote in my note hibachi, but that might is probably no. wrong. Uh, <laughs> it is not hibachi, Pippin. <gasps> Listen, point. again, I was doing other stuff at the same time. But also, I will say that the former chaplain who was the murderer of, yeah. Uh, as, as, uh, as poked by his mother. Uh, it's true. A weird dynamic there. And again, super interesting dynamic. PTSD. Well, PTSD. Uh, I love me former chaplains. Uh, uh get yeah. weird religious things in there. I am phew, all about it. <laughs> I was in my head going, you know, during the movies, like, you know, there's an interesting story there between, uh, the chaplain and Mr. Uh, Hanaki. Hanaki. Hell yeah. Uh, I was like, I, I'd, I'd read that story. I might write that story. And then, and then the character got ruined by being completely boring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I got the impression that wasn't Mr. Hanaki, like, he said, I'm not actually French. What was he? Was he German? Like, what the shit happened there? That's what I was forced to assume. Yeah, Like, And that's why Florence Nightingale, like, why the nurse, why he would never harm a hair on her head, because she would care for everyone. Like, like a proper person. Right? Like, I don't, there are so many questions. Yeah, unless it was a weird racial thing that I couldn't read. Hmm. Huh. Because there were weird racial things going on as well. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that would just add further complications. Like, I think having characters just hate each other for predefined reasons, or reasons that we'll find out through the plot, 
is always more interesting. There could have been so many levels of intersecting bullshit. Like, there could have been, like, what we saw was, we saw the, the, the sexuality intersection, right? Uh, so we had random homophobia thrown around and so on. Uh, what we didn't see were, frankly, we didn't see class distinctions particularly much. Yeah. There was yeah. like a hint of it. Just cause, uh, Lord Percy Percy's pretty, uh, good at just injecting that where he is. Um, <laughs> but like class disparity is a huge fucking thing. There's a difference between the, the missing, like the six year dead nurse and Agatha Christie who's gone on a long weekend. You know? There's, uh, there's the racial aspect. There's there's a lot of stuff that they could have addressed and they didn't. Did Hollywood make this or did someone actually in England make it? Do we know? I don't know. Because I feel like a British group would not have at least missed the class shit. They're still stuck in that hardcore, Let's she says, as an see. American. <laughs> Production company Dar- Darlow Smith. Smith and Productions, first shown in the United Kingdom. Oh, uh, a 2018 British alternative history drama film. Yeah, if they're going to go alternative history, they just should have had aliens show up, and that'd be awesome. Premiered on Channel Five in the United Kingdom on 23 December. Huh. Well, then, in which case, they're just wrong. <laughs> All right. So that's anyway. very strange. You're right. Uh, the production company, the location was Northern Ireland, and it was who's Tom Dalton wrote the screenplay. Um, oh my god, he has written three films featuring a fictional Agatha Christie. Huh. Whoop. All huh. right. Has an obsession with something. <laughs> <gasps> what? Obsession? Tied back into our what? themes. What? Whoa. Themes. Today's themes is themes. And murder. Murder. Huh. Murder. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Murder. If the movie is called A Taste for Murder, murder, I feel murder. I feel like more people should have been murderous. And the truth of murder, Pippin, not taste for murder. Yeah, it's the truth of murder, Pippin. Truth. Here's the thing. I was looking at the uh, the uh, tag ha. on the poster, and it says some people have a taste for murder. Sorry. Ah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that comes from the the speech at the end, but it's not particularly good because. He's, mm. yeah, you're right. the murderer, again, also didn't, in, like, he wanted her to die, but not like... No. Here's the thing. Everything was boring. <laughs> I feel like it's time to move on to how we would fix this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so much fucking wrong with it that I'm going to have a trouble sticking to, like, one fucking thing. Yeah. Right? Although if we organically have multiple things, I'm okay with it because you know what? I Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to start. Go for it. Oh, because I you. want to ruin Cat's life. Fuck you so much. Because for some reason, Cat does not have a problem with the whole golf course digression <laughs> at the beginning. I do! I do have a problem with it. Fuck off. <laughs> but you kept talking about it like it was actual thing. It's because it's so prevalent in the beginning and it pisses me off. It has and no it payoff. It shouldn't be. It has no payoff. Exactly. If it had come <gasps> back in the <gasps> third act, uh, I no. lied. The, the, they solved the murder at a golf course, right? God, even that would have been better. Yeah, than- that would be my thing. They just because it would do- be like a reference to like when the guy was like, oh, "Is that why you're here to talk about where to hide a body?" The golf yeah. course. Ah, uh, oh, but yeah, and 
And even if that's what writers actually do, try to distract themselves with something else, just because writers do it does not mean you need to put it in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, to uh, be fair, that's a good side gag like they did in Castle. Do you remember that? Like early seasons of Castle? Every once in a while, you'd see him doing one of the weird writer tricks. Yeah, but it'd be a small character moment yes. in a large television series. Yes, a small character moment is it. Or every once in a while, it'd actually be important to uh, solving the ca- uh, case. Like, whenever Castle would go like, hey, can you tell me if you were to do this, how you would do it? Because <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> Sidebar, if you want to have an understanding for fiction writers and all that, watching Castle, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Feels I very... First, first... Yeah. At least, like, the first season. Yeah, first season of Castle season. feels very true to life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Like, I remember for- watching it be like, this is this is kind of similar to how, like, Dad and Pip interact sometimes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, there's, there's a very old writing gag in there. At one point, we see him, he's, he's set up strings through his entire living room, and pinned uh the pages of his manuscript up on them one at a time and is staring at them from a distance and that is based on an actual like shaggy dog tail of of writers uh, a writer who would do that because he could see where there was too much dialogue because there was too much white space and so he'd like try to rearrange it visually <laughs> um, i mean one way to do it yeah to be honest yeah. it does fucking work um but <laughs> But it was, it was funny to see it. It was just a brief moment. I'm like, that person has actually heard one of the Shaggy Dog Tales. Yes. Yeah. So, Pippin. Yes. What would you do about the darn golf courses? I, I take it out altogether. Who, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle does nothing for this story. He does nothing in the fucking story at all, except to be like, well, let me give you my advice, little lady. Basically, the whole beginning of this movie could have been cut. We could have gone right to her marital problems, which was terrible, uh, and tie in a bit with her writing problems. Great. Uh, and then she could have just left the fucking house and found herself in the middle of a murder mystery, and that would have been way more entertaining. That uh, would have yeah. been more entertaining. Would have been a, a classic setup. Indeed. One might even uh, say a setup that appeared in her own fucking books. Uh, and then she's uh, denying being Agatha Christie, not because, you know, she's trying to pull whatever she's trying to pull, but because she's actually trying to hide out for a bit. She mm. is trying to have a vacation and all these fuckers. <laughs> the Venmo said that this house was empty. <laughs> or, uh, the Verbo, Airbnb. whatever. Airbnb. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's all these fucking bodies around. Up with that? God damn it. <laughs> and you could have, uh, you could have cut, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle out of the beginning and the line about him having a seance still would have fucking made sense because we all know who Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is. That's yeah. true. Or you do if you're watching a movie about Agatha Christie. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so Conan Doyle was a weirdo. So basically, oh, reduce it. So reduce Arthur Conan Doyle's role to a, a one line gag. Yeah. 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 Basically, That's all it really out- deserves. Yeah. Cut out all the beginning bits. You know, just have a couple of establishing scenes about uh, her failing writing and her failing marriage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we have more time after that to spend with the actual interesting characters. What? Mm. And I have a, a another fix. Uh, oh no! Don't don't you dare! But but I don't. 
If it, if no one else mentions it, then I'll bring it up. Awesome. Okay. I like that rule. I'm going I next. Would... Oh, fuck you. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, don't worry, cat. Don't worry, cat. I don't uh-huh. think, I don't think I can ruin yours. Okay. What if we make it psycho? <laughs> no. <laughs> now here's what I'm going to do. Uh huh. You know what happened to Agatha Christie for those 11 days? I'm just going straight to a different thing. Mm. She got picked up by some time travelers. What? what? We're Bill and Tedding this shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. T- keep going. I want to hear. Like, you are, are you Agatha Christie? Yes. It's, you need to come with us. We need your, our help to solve a mystery. Why do you need me? Cause it's in the future and we need the greatest detective. What? And who's obviously the greatest detective? The greatest mystery writer of her generation. So like, oh, and as a writer, she she is compelled. Yeah. She's like, did you already go to Conan Doyle? And they're like, who? And she's like, I'll go with you. Oh, thank you. I am satisfied with this answer. Let's go. <laughs> and then we, we can do this in the entire same bullshit. But this time she doesn't have to attend to the... She doesn't have to just put on glasses for a disguise. Yeah. I love smart people from the past dealing very quickly with being thrust into the future. Like, by the way, we're in the future. This is all her technology. Okay, I accept that. I'm just going to stick with a pen and paper, for if you don't mind. Cool. How archaic. Oh. Fascinating. And then she's like, yep, 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 I can totally do this, I can do this. Uh, by the way, uh, has anybody seen my secretary, Alexa? And then suddenly a voice speaks up, and she's like, oh, God, I mean, yes, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, like, and just do a whole bunch of other mystery bullshit, but, uh, but with Agatha Christie from, from the past. I am reminded that I really need to rewatch the episode of Doctor Who with, with Agatha Christie in it. <laughs> <laughs> And and this is no way inspired by the uh, by the cartoon series is Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century which makes that Arthur Conan Doyle gag even funnier. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What? Um, uh, that's amazing. What would be funny if is if Sherlock Holmes actually is known, but no one remembers who wrote it. <laughs> like, like, oh, Sherlock Holmes! Didn't that wasn't that made by like Stephen Moffat? <laughs> oh God! Oh, Burn. oh. oh. Well, they only remember like one part of his name, so it's like this was Arthur, wasn't it? Like Arthur, what? It's like I don't know, like Chaucer, Arthur, Beowulf. It's all the same. <laughs> yes, uh, Homer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we th- we think it was a. Uh, 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 Collaborative uh, effort. Collaborative work, <laughs> oral history sort of thing. And she's like, yes, that yes, sounds right. Com- mm-hmm. Yes, That was yes, completely yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah. Good. Oh, good on you guys. Your scholarship is A+. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Then she falls in love with a historian from the future. Sure. Yes. Sure, why not? And then, no, because... And, you know, she, <laughs> and then her second husband can be that time traveler from the future. <gasps> He was they an archaeologist. Assign, they ass- oh my god! They oh assign god. a historian to her because, like, wh- all right, yes, she's been pulled from the past to be, a, you know, to solve a murder. But like, let's let's try to multitask here. We have someone from the past. We might as well check some of our like records. And so they assign a historian to her, and then they fall in love, and and he Watsons for her, and then and then there's like a and they're like, oh, we'll never see each other again. And then and then she goes back home, and she's all sad, and then 
the door opens, and surprise, he's like, I got a special dispensation. And then they run into each other's arms. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So, by the way, some bad things are brewing up in Germany. Are you going to take care of that? (sighs) I I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Or alternative timeline. (gasps) Or that, yeah. Or that. (laughs) <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> so that's my thing. Just throw the entire thing out. Oh, make a time traveler. That's amazing. Uh, can I go, or does somebody else want to fuck me over? I can go. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't want this to be about Agatha Christie. Boom. I want this story to start with that detective showing up at a very weird country house. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's from his POV. There's, you know, a mousy but very familiar looking law clerk in the corner who's being very weird. Um, he's understaffed. He's supposed to be, maybe he has personal problems and that's why he hasn't been set on this major, like, uh, uh, manhunt for Agatha Christie. So he's busy being pissed about that. And, and he's, he's, tasked with figuring out this mystery. And so he does the interviews with everyone, but he's actually a better, like, professional. So he, like, interviews people for, like, the crimes. What? what? <laughs> and here's the thing. We know he did it in this movie, because at one point, he's off with uh the the random criminal guy, who, by the way, left the house with a bag full of silver and uh I think that's adorable. <laughs> I liked his character. He was fun. He was great. Um <laughs> I, I love it when a character just lives their unrepentant bastard life. Well, it was a good question earlier, like why does he have an empty doctor's bag? And we find out. Like that Chekhov's gun went off. <laughs> Thank goodness. Something <laughs> the had only to work. one. Yeah. <laughs> So he's busy trying to figure out this mystery, and meanwhile, overhead, there's this Agatha Christie nonsense. And, uh, uh, there's this, uh, uh, you know, the random law clerk keeps butting into his stuff, and he's like, okay, this is definitely Agatha Christie. At what point do I reveal to her that I know? At what point do I tell my sergeant, like, do I tell my captain that I know? Well, my captain was a bit of a dick to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know... And meanwhile, also, my wife gave me the clap. So I have, like, a lot of issues right now. And the more herder that's in front of me right now is unbused woman and defending herself. Yeah, Ah. like, just, the thing is, if you start the story from his appearance, you get to have it from his POV, we get to find out the environment of, you know, missing Agatha Christie. You get to enter into this household full of suspicious people when a murder has already happened but there's like maybe a weird second murder like from the past like what's going on you get to spend all that time and and spend it with a genuinely cool character i.e the cop yeah he's heard about first murder but what about second murder (laughs) elevensies Um, so yeah, and then that would give you the extra time pip that you were talking about. Uh, and it would also cut out Arthur fucking Conan Doyle. <laughs> we all win. Huzzah. Right? All right. And if he sleeps with Agatha Christie, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, she's going through a divorce. Right? She needs a rebound. 
Oh, wait, wait. They can't because he still has the clap. And I think that that one stays with you. I don't think that that's a bacterial. Well, is that a bacterial or well, a- Well, too, sir, uh, he mentioned it. Oh. Which one is the clap? Ugh. The clap I, is chlamydia. I believe yeah. it's bacterial. Oh, wait, that, okay, then, yeah, back, that's a bacterial infection. So you can just take, like, penicillin for that. Yeah, and he got back when he uh, got back from the war, so it's yeah. probably cleared up by now. Oh, he has well, PTSD yeah. issues, too, and he can bond <gasps> with... Uh, he does! Oh, my God! He's got yes. PTSD and divorce issues. Yep. Aww. Did he divorce his wife? We must assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we don't know. You know, we don't know. They could There could be all sorts of talks about it. There could be... And you know what? Maybe they don't sleep there. Maybe there's just, like, really good, like, interclass tension. I do love me some interclass tension. Interclass that's sexual tension is so great. That's what's happening in the Mormons novels I'm listening to right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's also the entire background to, like, the Friday Fisher mysteries. Do you mm. know? The Miss Fisher mysteries? I need to watch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's her things. being rich and a flapper and not caring about marrying anybody and the handsome Australian detective. Anyway. Uh... Hell yeah. All right, got anything Anyway, that's else? my change. Awesome. That's my change. I love it. All right, so that leaves me. So I'm going to go on a little left field, similar to Al, but not that uh, out there. <laughs> You're going to stay in the, in the field, although it's going to be left. Yeah. So I'm proposing, instead of having it be kind of this historical mystery drama, mm-hmm. we're changing this to a farce. Because I think one of the unutilized or underutilized aspects of this film is just the fact that we have a mystery writer who doesn't know the actual real steps in solving actual murders (laughs) and keeps on fucking it up. And the reason why I say this is because she basically handcrafted a fake motive for that first guy to die. Oops. And I just want to have like... (laughs) More people kind of dying hilariously due to Agatha Christie's, you know, not incompetence. That seems harsh and wrong, but like playing too hard into the tropes and yeah, inexperience. Love it. That'd be pretty great. And then that's when you have the, the cop showing up halfway through and it's just like, what in the, or maybe he shows up the very end is like, what in the hell is going on here? And is just able to twist like it's like the final joke in the farce where like the straight or uh, um i hate using that term uh where, where, where the uh character representing normality comes in and is just like what are you idiots doing yeah the first guy that died clearly his daughter did it because of this this and this that much is obvious she was the only one in the room Oh, somebody else uh, passed away. Who murdered the butler? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> but the butler always does it. No, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that, that could be like, that was like, that'd be like the next thing that like uh, Agatha Christie's character could have done is just like, wow, maybe it was the butler. <laughs> because it's always the last person you suspect. <laughs> this would probably have to require a fictional author because I can't imagine uh, the Christie estate allowing this to happen. Yeah. Who was the first one who had the butler being the murderer? Because that was actually a big twist the first time it happened. <sighs> it seems like it'd be an Agatha Christie thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I just I just want it to be farcical. I, I, I think taking all these like serious tropes and murder and all that and just 
having comedy over it instead is just a lot more fun, especially with the premise of having a mystery writer being involved in the you know murder investigation. That's mm-hmm. just where my brain goes, I guess. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I mean, you are, but not for this. Ha ha. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's me. Any any word on when the butler first did it, Pippin? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I'm on TV tropes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's not being definitive. Uh, it's saying older than. It's one of those things that's older than you think it is. Uh, I'm a, I'm also on TV tropes. Uh, and there's like the earliest verified explicit statement of disapproval regarding I think its use of the you know the use of the butler trope is a nineteen twenty essay twenty rules for writing detective stories so it doesn't quite say when it showed who up. wrote the essay Van Dyne S S yeah. Van Dyne oh all right all right also now like I, wanna, a- I really want to read that fucking essay somebody <laughs> send me the link we'll put it in the show notes um I also just wonder. I, I'm not really well versed on who uh, Agatha Christie's uh, kind of a female author contemporaries would be at the time, but golly, she could have just gone to her writer's circle or something, you know, instead I of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Fucking Arthur, Jesus! <laughs> That's another good thing about Castle, actually, is that we do see him with a group of who is supposed to be his contemporaries and/or within his genre as their regular poker night. Yeah, with the actual authors playing them. Um, who can't act, which is hilarious. But yeah. uh, but more importantly, it's not like he shows up with like Diana Gabaldon or something like that, people outside of his genre. He's people who would be genuinely the same kind of people he would be in the same green room with at a conference. Yeah. At a yeah. convention. Come on, not conference. Listen, yeah. I was trying to be fancy. <laughs> no. <laughs> not for these people. Though the really a uh, thing about uh, Hollywood uh, – depiction of writers is is their relationship that's you know, really the most who's uh out there is like their relationship with uh their publishers oh like, yeah yeah because it's mostly like you you have a book to sell us and like or alternatively like hey you want to sell us a, a, a book as opposed to like we've sent this uh this uh person in here to help you write your book and like what what does, does that happen guys wait a second Wait a second. Yeah. Apparently, Agatha Christie, Jesus Christ, I'm going to be so mad at this fucking author now. Huh. Agatha Christie was part of something called the Detection Club. <gasps> Damn. A mysterious social network to which Christie and other major Golden Age writers belonged. What? And we didn't have them show up in this movie? It was founded in 1930 by Anthony oh. Berkeley Cox. And then uh, uh, two years earlier, he'd begun hosting a series of dinners for leading crime writers. Him, Dorothy Sayers, my bae, <laughs> uh, Agatha Christie, and and they were like the they were the core people in this club that already fucking existed. Well, well, it didn't exist at the time of this. <sighs> at the time of this uh, film, yeah, because it was set. Oh, in that's right, it's nineteen twenty-six. Fuck off. Oh, my God. All right. So he he founded this in 1930. So in 1928 is when he started having these dinners. <laughs> okay. Fuck. All three writers plotted ingenious puzzle stories, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. That seems like a more interesting story. Yeah. Right? We could have had- Oh, wait, wait. Brainwave. Brainwave. Yeah. This movie changes on its head, and it's instead 
three different stories being told by these authors about like crazy <gasps> occurrences in their lives. And this movie is all shortened down into one smaller, like a, uh, a uh, short within this larger movie structure as they're basically all trying to one up each other for murder mysteries in their own lives. Wait a second. This mm. is like that episode of Batman, the animated series where, uh, called like how I almost got him where all the yeah, villains yeah, yeah, are yeah. sitting around the table playing poker and they're trying to uh, uh, tell each other, like one up each other on the times they almost got the Batman. Yeah. And see, I was thinking of the episode of Leverage, the Rashomon job. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Rashomon. Uh, where they all tell story of how they stole this one artifact. Yeah, maybe Rashomon is also like a classic yeah. uh, storytelling like, thing. I, I nearly him with a rock. Is that it all you a did? Big rock. <laughs> it was a big rock. <laughs> I mean, right, to be I'm fair. I'm so fucking pissed off that this detection club existed. Also, it appears that Arthur Conan Doyle was not fucking invited. Haha. <laughs> 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 um, oh, but also, hey, you know who else was involved, apparently, in trying to find Agatha Christie during this 11 days? Dorothy Sayers! Nice! She actually went to where the car was abandoned, huh. and and she's like, I looked for clues and there weren't any. She's not there. Boom. Sayers out. <laughs> so what you're saying is that in this movie, instead of Conan Doyle, we could have had Dorothy Sayers. We could have had Dorothy Sayers, uh, who, based on her counterparts within her own fiction, would have been a goddamn hoot to have in this story. <laughs> nah. Like, she knew the whole time that she was there, but she goes to the car and is all like, who knows where she is? Could have been anywhere. Yep. Oh, darn. <laughs> now, excuse me, I need to go to this abandoned country home for no reason. None whatsoever. Actually, in real life, this is, I'm sorry, this is so great. Agatha Christie actually was, quote unquote, found in a spa in Harrogate. Where she was staying under an assumed name, which was the same as her husband's mistress. Agatha Christie was going through some shit and didn't want people to fucking bother her. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Huh. And also, I just love that she's like, and they're like, why did you do this? She's like, uh, amnesia. They're like, what? She's like, uh. Did I stutter? <laughs> fucking amnesia. Again, are you calling me a liar? <laughs> I ain't calling you a truther. Uh, <laughs> anyway. We oh, we could have had it all, people. This could have been a great movie if only it weren't this <laughs> Right? <laughs> only. If only. What if this was the way they, the detection club met? And then the guys started doing the dinners so that they could, like, once a year get back together to talk about the time that, that, that this shit happened? And that's the frame story. I'd love that. Although I do really like the Rashomon idea. <laughs> but I feel like that's more of an anthology series. Um, I, I'm not mad about that, though. <laughs> That's true. Like, oh, no, not an anthology series. Mm. The Detection Club was right fucking there. I'm so upset about this now. Uh, so close. Oh, well, we sh so close. Oh, my God. Mm. And oh, still, my God, guys. So far. What if it was my story, right? Where it starts with a detective. And then as the story progresses, more fucking murder mysteries writers show up at the house <laughs> just more of them keep coming <laughs> uh, and, and he's all like and which one are you now 
And one's like, I'm Dorothy Smayers. <laughs> uh. Fuck off. And he's like, right. And then who's this quote unquote legal person? And she's like, I've never seen this Agatha, I mean, woman before in my life. <laughs> and then they just go wandering up the corner and he's just like rubbing his forehead. <laughs> like arm in arm. <laughs> right. And, th- and then they're just being like the most writers that you've ever seen fucking write. You know? Like, they're not writing, obviously. They're all avoiding their books. <laughs> and what better way to avoid their books than to help out their good friend, <laughs> Agatha? While she avoids hers. While she avoids hers. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Which brings in, frankly, brings in the, the first part of Brendan's. Exactly. I think we need to incorporate all of this. And then they all go to the future. Yeah! Ah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. So let's just do our traditional game segment now because i i think there's so much to change this movie that we could literally talk about this all bloody afternoon (laughs) and i don't want to edit that much (laughs) Uh, all right so what game are we gonna play folks uh Uh, i I feel like this one might do well (gasps) with special appearance by no wait pippin what we actually have a kid in this movie no. Yes. Fuck off. No. Yes. Yes. No. I want to play that game. Vito. We never play that game. No. We never Vito. play that game. It's a terrible game. Special appearance by. <laughs> can I, can you at least tell the audience what you're not letting me play? No. The game is called The Child Shall Lead Them. And you can say it, but Brendan can edit it out. Motherfucker. Nah. Fucking fine. I'm just saying that kid is also underutilized for the kind of shitty story it could have been. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so we're going to play Special Appearance by. <laughs> Agatha Christie's child saves the day. What happens if a meta character like Spike or Kirk or Mulder uh, appears in this story? Uh, and gosh, who? What if? Okay, but what if? Uh, 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 uh. Uh-huh. What if? What if Data appears and it turns out? <laughs> no, <laughs> this is all just in the holodeck. Oh, oh for no. fuck's sake! God oh. damn it, Pippin. No regrets. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm done. I'm gonna be that jerk, and I'm actually, I'm gonna put in uh, Harriet Vane because we were talking about why have this be a real detect, like why be actually Agatha Christie, right? So then, why have actual era detective mystery writers put in a fake one, put in Harriet Vane, and then she shows up, and she's also like, "This is stupid. Why are we? Why? Why are we doing this?" I'm going to go smoke something on the lawn. <laughs> nice. And then she goes and has feelings about the fact that she was one time tried for murder. And uh, was Agatha Schmancy over here ever? No. No, she was not. So she needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Okay. 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 All right. 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 You know what would uh, make uh, this uh, a fucking weird tale? Go mm. on. You know the detective that shows up? I forget his name. He's cool, but he, I've forgotten his name. The detective that shows up instead is Hercule Poirot. Oh. <laughs> and, and suddenly, like, <laughs> Agatha's like, oh shit, did I slip into one of my own books? Oh shit, oh <gasps> shit. Did I hit my head? Because remember, she was last seen in a car. It's true. What if, what if she hit her, like it, it hit something, she hit her head. And now, misery style, she's at somebody's farmhouse hallucinating this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, bringing in misery. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and here, Hercule, like, solves it instantly. You're not going to 
find out who really killed the man? Like, I cannot do his Belgian accent. <laughs> like, yeah, done. <laughs> like, is sometimes him says simple mystery is just it was a, a person that done that done did it. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I was really hoping for something different from that though. Can you just like come up with something complicated and tell me what it is? And he's like, what are you? No, what, what? stop it. No, 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 no. What are, are you trying to achieve? It's like good mystery stories. And sometimes a good thing is a simple thing. Just, you know? And then it gets the whole entire or off of her, or since their, their character, or cat, and stuff, and that's, that's always juicy. True, true, true. Like, oh no, am I, am I pulling a Pygmalion? Your cat, and I'm pulling a Pygmalion. <laughs> hmm. Alright. Uh, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. I'm trying to think of what a good villain character to show up would be. It's fucking so, Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, I was trying to avoid that, Al. I was trying to avoid Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, but now as I, as we talk I was about going that, to say Severus Snape just to be completely weird. No, wow. Eh, eh. You said random villain. My brain immediately said Snape. <laughs> no, no, you can you know justify it, justify it, justify it. I don't have to. I already went. No, Bren, justify Moriarty. Justify Moriarty. Well, it turns out that Moriarty is a real person in this uh, fictional universe of Agatha Christie disappearing here, and it turns out that he only showed up in the Sherlock Holmes novels because he was blackmailing Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, <gasps> and <gasps> Agatha Christie is going to thwart his evil plans because while Doyle may be a weirdo, she doesn't want him to be, you know, ruined by the kingpin of crime. Oh, fuck. Boom. And then a woman saves the man. Hell yeah. 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 Oh, and of course that gets right back into the Irene Adler type thing. Like, you know, still a woman better can beat out, like, even the villain. Like, And oh, then oh, she oh, gets oh. to hang out with Mary Russell. <gasps> yes! Thank you! I there approve. Got to throw in some uh, Beekeeper's Apprentice there. Um, yeah. That's very important. Love yes. it. The references section of these show notes is going to be chock-a-block full of awesome guys. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> there we go. We 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 made it in the end. <laughs> that was All fucking right. great. Uh, any any parting notes about Agatha Christie and the truth of murder? Agatha and the truth of murder. Murder. Ah, uh, I'm really in love with that detection club thing, though. I fucking want that now. Somebody <laughs> write it, Pippin. No, Alex already has a book. Oh, <gasps> Brendan. Well, no, I, I I have a different pitch for next time. So damn oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, are you? It's Brendan's turn next time. Yeah, new year, new work. How about that? Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, before, uh, you take us out, Pippin, uh, does anybody have anything to plug? Um, I currently don't. The big thing I have is as, uh, I, I have a, a fairly somewhat regular, uh, microzine called the Minor Hours and Small Thoughts magazine that you can read for free. Uh, through my Patreon. It's linked from my website at katherinecrighton.com. And in it, I talk, you know, I had, I had an issue that was about mom. Um, I have, and then generally I, I talk about things like, you know, weird cleaning stuff and, and <laughs> recipes that make no sense and, and so on. But it's generally supposed to be sort of an escape from doom scrolling, um, in the style of those sort of old Victorian household magazines. When are you and Kathy going to write that nonsense cookbook? I don't know, man. Like, I gotta, I, I gotta get back on that with Kathy because let me tell you, that thing, it's, it's, I think there's a market for it and I really want to write it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I, I think, film trying to make every single one. It'll be hilarious. Oh my God. 
Yes. Particularly since in the most recent issue, I put a correction for an issue like 10 issues ago where I'm like, by the way, I forgot one ingredient. Please remember to add it. (laughs) (laughs) Pippin, it was for that apple, the apple pasta thing where I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to mention parsley. (laughs) Wow. Okay. The other day while my roommates was talking about how his uh, a previous roommate of his may... He did spaghetti with bananas and walnuts. And like, that was super gross, but okay. Uh huh. But then I just proceeded to bullshit my way into convincing my roommate to try, to try possibly at least once banana ravioli. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, I'd eat it. If, if it's served right, if you don't try to make it like a savory thing. Yeah. yeah. And like just a, make it a dessert. Like a dessert ravioli. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That would actually be like, imagine like sort of a bananas foster, but like with a shell. You you <laughs> deep fry the raviolis instead go. of boil yeah, them. Yeah. Perfect. And it's got like a caramel uh, sauce maybe. Ooh. Well, that's where the, that's where the bananas foster come and get some fucking rum on there. Yeah. Boom. Flambe the shit out of it. And anyway. ice cream. Done. Anyway, so that's what I'm shilling. I'm shilling that. Um, I I think it's a it's a nice corner of the internet. And uh, I still have my online shows that I'm doing every third Thursday of the month. So and- yes, I think we have a Christmas one up soon. Ooh. But yeah, at, and that's at uh, what comedy arcade comedy theater. Yep, their their YouTube page, or you can get there through the website. Woo! Nice. Pip Al, you have anything? No. Nah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, did you? I- made a patreon ages ago and forgot i did it <laughs> way to go and i keep thinking should i do something with that she also has a sub stack which has exactly one entry in it a depressing one right which is why i may never touch it again oh, jesus good job <laughs> listen <laughs> all right all right Pip- i have feelings Pip- Pip- anyway <laughs> As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoriesacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoriesacred, or send us an email through contact at nostoriesacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoriesacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page, support the show, and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we talk about an original science fiction pitch from Brendan. What? Oh, wait, oh shit. Oh, 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 fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Foley artist has entered the room. Until then, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. And I'm Brendan. And we're No, no Story, Story is, is sacred. sacred. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy Moss Happy Moss